Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Monter for the workday afternoon. According to the Singapore Heart Foundation, 17 people die daily from cardiovascular disease, such as heart diseases and stroke in Singapore. Heart disease and stroke combined are the leading causes of death among women here. Why is that so? How can at-risk women manage their health and improve their chances of survival? We get some answers when we speak with Dr. Chan Wan-Sien, cardiologist at Glen Eagles Hospital, coming up next on Health Suites on MoneyFM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on MoneyFM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome into Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Today on the phone with me, Dr. Chan Wan Sien, Sien, cardiologist at Glen Eagles Hospital, about the leading cause of death among Singaporean women. We're talking about heart disease and stroke. Dr. Chan, welcome to the show. Thank you, uh, Teresa. Hi, everybody. Hi. Okay, now can you tell us why? So many women are at risk for heart diseases and strokes. And are we even aware as women about this fact? Right. So heart disease and stroke combined, actually we term them cardiovascular diseases. Mm -hmm. So the truth is women are as vulnerable as men to get uh, cardiovascular disease because really they are as likely as men to have uh, cardiovascular risk profile like diabetes, high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And also in our current era, women are equally exposed to lifestyle risk like uh, lack of exercise, unhealthy food, smoking and being overweight. So so of course then uh, women are at equal risk for heart diseases and uh, stroke uh, as compared to men. And the truth is many women are not aware and also not paying attention even if they are aware. Actually, the Singapore Heart Foundation in this year is, has just done a go rate for women's survey, which was actually previously done a couple of years ago. And not very much different as compared to the previous survey. Uh, only 9% of respondents were aware that uh, cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death for Singaporean women. Uh, actually, what that translates, every nine out, more than 9 out of 10 women are actually not aware that cardiovascular diseases is the number one killer of women in Singapore. To be quite honest, I wasn't aware of that as well. I would have thought it was a woman's cancer of some sort. Yeah, so, but the truth is that yeah, so most, a lot of women and a lot of people actually think that cancer or breast cancer is still the leading cause of death among women. But the truth is that um, actually cardiovascular diseases causes five to six times uh, more death in women in Singapore. Specifically from the health statistic data in 2018, 27.2% of women actually died from cardiovascular diseases in Singapore. And, and that, that means that every one in three deaths in women is, is due to cardiovascular diseases. All right. Now, some of the research that we got when we were prepping for this is cardiovascular disease develops seven to 10 years later in a woman than it does in a man. So does that basically mean that these women that we're talking about are also older? Yes, so research has shown that women, when they develop heart diseases, cardiovascular diseases, Mm -hmm. older than men. And 
many of us believe that it's because of the estrogen. So pre-menopause, women has got high levels of estrogen in the system. And so uh, that's in a way protective. And post-menopausal, sudden, there's a sudden drop in the estrogen level. And that, that actually puts women at risk of uh, developing uh, cardiovascular diseases. So research has shown that not just women tend to get, they're, they're older when they present with diseases. Most mm-hmm. of them actually by that time already has got diabetes, high blood pressure and high cholesterol and they almost end up with more complications and poorer outcomes when they develop cardiovascular diseases. Okay, and you're saying that a lot of them are post-menopausal? Yes, by, by the age, yes. All right. Are there differences between the cardiovascular disease and how it develops between men and women? Yes, so there are actually quite a couple of differences. So you could could broadly divide them. There are differences actually. Of course, age is one thing we tend to develop. Women tend to develop at a later age. But Mm -hmm. uh, differences in terms of disease profile. So there are differences in terms of disease types and profile underlying mechanisms of cardiovascular disease between men and women and many actually may require different treatment. The other differences will be in symptoms. The classic symptoms among men and women when they present with heart attack, heart disease is still, is still similar, still chest pain, but women tend to have more atypical symptoms during presentation. And then the other difference is that response to symptoms, even when women have the same symptoms, women studies have shown that actually women respond quite differently to men respond to the, the, the symptoms? That's right, that's right. I see. Is, is one of the, the differences in responses that we have a tendency to ignore it? Yes, that's right. So, in fact, in a local, in a local study uh, some years ago in, by a local institution, men have been shown to be more proactive. They are more motivated to seek medical evaluation and treatment when they experience symptoms compared to women. So women, women tend to ignore the symptoms and therefore they delay seeking medical advice. I see. Is it specific to cardiovascular diseases in women? Maybe we just really, really didn't realize how common it is amongst us. I mean, this, this, of course, the study has been done looking at heart disease, but, but actually looking at how hectic a lifestyle many of our women are leading, it probably will translate to other conditions as well. All right. As a woman, I can say this. It's possible that it's also because we're a bit stubborn. But it's possible, right? Oh, it can't be us. We're healthy. We're fine. It's something else. It's nothing. We'll just have an antihistamine here and (laughs) and a Panadol there and we're okay. You know, I I think all of us sisters are that way a a little bit, aren't we? I think, I, think for, I think for some of the reasons, women tend to downplay, downplay mm. our own symptoms and issues. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure why. <laughs> all right. No, I, I, I think we're all a lot alike that way. W- you know, what, whatever our age group are, we, and we can attribute that, maybe we're just a little bit stubborn. <laughs> Would you say that the top contributor to women's risk of heart disease here in Singapore are basically our habits, you know, what we eat, what we drink, and you did highlight that smoking is one of the things that also could be a trigger. But in recent years, haven't we become more healthy? Haven't we been pursuing a healthier lifestyle? I think women, in, in general, I think even uh, from the survey, we could see that women are more 
uh, aware now of uh, the risk factors that they may cause uh, cardiovascular diseases mm. and the importance of uh, certain things like a uh, healthy diet and exercise. But I think uh, one thing that really contributes is still, as we have, we have, we have gone down to it, the hectic lifestyle. So actually many, many women um, in, our, in our modern society like Singapore takes on multiple societal roles. Yes. So many have got hectic lifestyle and a lot are working full-time at the same time looking after the family. You know, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of women are mother, wife, daughter, daughter-in-law at the same time, sure. and actually many struggle to keep up with the busy schedules and a hectic lifestyle. So, I think, in fact, research have shown as well, so that we, Singapore women, we actually know, they know that um, that there's important, uh, what what are the important components in lifestyle to to optimize and modify. But I think many struggle with the busy schedules and tend to neglect their own health to even go for regular health screening and even even when they do have symptoms, they actually delay seeking medical uh, evaluation and advice. All right. So when we say we need some me time, now that me time isn't just for our mental well-being. It is also quite literally for our health. Exactly, exactly. We do yeah. need that downtime and that relaxation. Okay, that's it. I'm booking my, my spot at the spa. It's for my health. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go home and tell my husband, <laughs> you said so. <laughs> All right, now, let's talk about risk factors, family history. I mean, a lot of us do have parents or grandparents who had cardiovascular disease. Does that raise our risks specifically as women? Yes, definitely. So family history, family uh, when, when there are first-degree relatives in the family, parents and your own siblings who has got cardiovascular diseases, especially if they do present earlier in life, mm-hmm. then of course that, that translates, that's one of the actually traditional uh, cardiovascular risk factors in people, including women. Yep. All right, now, as women specifically, I mean, a lot of us, I suppose, realise at at the basic level, some of the things that we can do to lower our risks. Watch our diet, uh, less salt intake, maybe a little bit more exercise. That's the advice, whether you're male or female, that you will get from the doctors. Are there specific pieces of advice for women to lower our risks of heart disease? Yes, so besides the traditional risk factors we've just spoken about, Mm -hmm. um, which is high blood pressure, high sugar, diabetes, high cholesterol, being overweight, and then lifestyle, smoking, etc. Mm-hmm. There are actually less well-known emerging risk factors that we recently found in women that are associated with developing cardiovascular diseases. So, for example, the risk factors that are unique to women are during pregnancy. So if a woman has got the high blood pressure and diabetes during pregnancy, mm-hmm. and complications during the delivery process, like preterm delivery and all that, actually put the, the, this group of women at risk of developing cardiovascular diseases in the, wrong, in the long run. And as well, women are more prone to certain diseases, like diseases in the immune system, autoimmune, autoimmune diseases, for example, like systemic lupus. Mm-hmm. So these diseases are associated with a higher risk of developing cardiovascular diseases. And um, the more important ones that we, more prominent and important one that we are, we are seeing now is that uh, breast cancer treatment. So, as we know, breast cancer is quite it's a common, it's the most common uh, cancer in women. And with breast cancer comes treatment, a lot of times chemotherapy medications. And now we, do, we know that um, this medi- these medications, uh, many actually do have harm, there's, there's harm related to it with uh, cardiovascular diseases. I see. And this is something <clears throat> that we didn't realize before. 
so it is something, so a lot of these medications, chemotherapy medications, uh, there's a lot of advances that have occurred in the past decade. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these medications, are, in fact, are new over the last 10 years. So it's when the, um, doctors start using these medications that we realise that many of them, besides treating cancer, actually has, has got some harm to the heart. There's some toxicity to the heart tissues. All right, so what can we do to protect ourselves? Are there specific foods, things that we can drink, a number of hours of sleep we should have that we can protect our heart health? Right, so I think the key uh, is really prevention steps that we can take in our daily lifestyle in prevention. And I think many we have already mentioned in terms of dietary and uh, exercise and cut down on smoking. So specifically, I think uh, when it comes to diet, what what is key is really uh, to avoid saturated fats in the diet and then try as much as possible to, to have a heart-healthy diet with adequate fruits and vegetables intake. There's a specific focus on uh, whole grain products and high fiber in fish. So, for example, a typical, a typical meal, a typical diet plate should have half a plate of vegetables and fruits, a quarter protein and a quarter carbohydrates. And I think one of the important things is actually to eat in moderation. So that's, that's the part for diet. Some of these things that I'm talking about actually recently has been published in um, cardiology guidelines. So now it's been actually recognised that a lot of these uh, things that we can do, steps that we can take in our daily lives and habits actually plays a significant uh, part with uh, prevention of cardiovascular diseases, diseases. So like for example, exercise, so we're talking about moderate, regular aerobic physical activities, each time about 30 minutes and uh, five times a week, and then keeping a healthy weight with a BMI 20 to 25. Yeah, so all this. Five times a week, doctor. <laughs> Three is kind of difficult in our packed schedules. <laughs> Maybe walking up and down the stairs to go home and, and in the office building, perhaps. But five times a week, I think, would be challenging to the average professional woman who is a wife, mother, daughter, etc. Yes, yes, yes. We definitely recognise that. So... Actually, to get around that, you know, there are programs that we, we try and try and tailor to make exercise a bit more convenient. So actually, if it's possible, a lot of times exercises could, could be done. I think it's, a, it's an issue with mindset. So if we change the mindset, we could actually do exercise while we're carrying certain chores in our, in our daily life, like working or even some of the chores we can actually try and exercise at the same time. <laughs> right. That's going to be a challenge. But I think the first, the first and most important takeaway for any woman and their spouses or their significant others listening to this interview today is the fact that cardiovascular disease is the largest killer of women in Singapore. Yes, that's right. So I think that's the, the first takeaway. We all have to let <clears throat> that sink in and then start to think about how we take better care of our health and our hearts specifically. Yeah, so... I think I think it's uh, important to raise awareness, not just the women, but people around. So, in fact, I think the survey in, uh, from Singapore Heart Foundation also have shown that the respondents have indicated, I mean, if their family members, spouses and children as well, are able to keep to a healthy life and exercise together, they'll be more prone and keen to, to engage in exercise activities and prevention. Right, the family that exercises together stays healthy together. Yep, yep, that's right. All right, we've been speaking with Dr. Chan Wan Sien, cardiologist at Glen Eagles Hospital. Dr. Chan, thank you so much for the time. It's, it's been incredibly informative. Uh, thank you, Teresa. Thank you, everybody.
I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.